<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Josh and Lamar, why it means more than just a winner in week four. Plus, the biggest advantage the Bills will have in Baltimore. And the one-score losses. Is it just a stat or is it a problem? That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by Connors and Ferris, Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. Before we get started, please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus channel. We always appreciate all the support. All right, we're getting ready for the Bills facing off against the Ravens this upcoming Sunday in Baltimore. Mike, it's Lamar Jackson out there. It's Josh Allen. I mean, it's it's funny to think of in 2018, these were some quarterbacks that people were like, huh, we'll see how it pans out. And now what this matchup is, is just, it looks like two MVP caliber guys out there. I love it. I love this matchup. Um, I love that the teams depend on these quarterbacks so much and they don't shy away from it at all. And Mm -hmm. I've always been a Lamar fan. I love the way he plays. He's unapologetically Lamar. And is he perfect? No. Does he do everything you want? No. But he's he's a guy who can win any game. He's... Yeah, he's got a lot of what Michael Vick had because of that mm-hmm. dynamic speed, but he's a better quarterback than Vick. Vick had moments, but I think he's better at it. I think he's a great leader. I think that team follows him. And again, does he have flaws? Sure. Is he not the stand up in the pocket guy that some people want? Is he not the great? All those things. But I love watching the guy play because I think he puts it all out there. And he and Allen is as good a matchup as you get in the NFL. It's like he's like a foxhole guy, right, Jenna? Like a guy yeah. that like no matter what, you just want him on your team. Now, can he like Mike said, can he be a guy that overcomes the 15 point deficit by throwing? I, I, I don't know. He he's, hasn't shown that, but give him his credit. Leads the league in touchdown passes yeah. with 10. So, like, this thought that this guy and, like, Von Miller talks about it and Sean McDermott talked about the fact that he used to be limited. He's not really limited anymore in the passing game. Is he precise as Rodgers? No. But he is not some wide receiver playing quarterback. He's a quarterback yeah. that has traits, like, like Von Miller was talking about. He can... Turn, he has the speed of a wide receiver. He can turn the corner like a cornerback. Like he's got everything that you want. So, yeah. Vaughn said he should be the highest paid player in the league. And I thought he'd be like, besides my guy? No, he just said straight up, like, yeah, he should be the highest paid player. 
I love it too because he was like, he should be the highest paid paid player in the league. He's not going to say that, so I will say it for him. But I feel like we've seen the maturation process of just like Josh Allen as well as Lamar Jackson. I mean, five total touchdowns last week. It's when you see what he can do and how dynamic he is. It's someone where this upcoming matchup. It scares me because of, you know, and we can talk a little bit about the injuries and stuff, um, but Lamar has been that guy in Baltimore, and it's it's tough for their team because I feel like they've had a lot of injuries that they've had to deal with over these last couple of seasons, but, I mean, he is, as advertised, a, yeah. a, a dynamic playmaker. Yeah, and Jenna, the other thing, you know, when you compare him to Josh Allen and what they do, and they do so much for their teams, and they're both runners and throwers. Obviously, Josh is a better passer of the football uh, you know, can make every throw in the book and is a very good runner. Lamar can go 75 and he's already done it this year. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, Josh is, a, Josh's runs are everything all built into one. Sometimes he goes over them. Sometimes he goes through them. He leaps, he does whatever. Lamar just blows by you. I mean, he's incredible running the football. Incredible. Yeah. I, and so, so in that case, like he's Vic in that way. Because sometimes I do think there's a little recency bias where I just said that about Vic, but Vic was the same way. Like he could just take it to the house at any time. But Lamar's become so much better at reading defenses. I think this year he looks better mm -hmm. at it. And he's he, in any given moment, he can throw it to the house, but he can more likely still run it and take it the distance. And I think that's what makes him special. I had a point and I forgot it. <laughs> No Sorry. way. I it rambled was, a little bit there. It was one of those moments that Mike said something. I was like, oh, off of that. And uh Yeah, that's fine. That literally happens to me all the time. I was <laughs> saying yesterday, Mike, I don't know if you watched our video from practice, but <laughs> Dan Fates definitely went to the Mike Catalana School of Pontification. Because there's really? things that other people would like to add. My I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but then Dan talks oh, for yeah. so long. That he, oh, he, remembers he says everything he wants to say. Look at but that. But you know I, what? I just Dan has learned. There. Dan has learned. I know other people have a point to make, but I can make it first. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and make it. Right, Dan? Well, yeah, exactly. I think that that's exactly it. Um, they talked about, obviously, every time you play Lamar and you have that read option that everybody talks about and how difficult it is. We always ask the defensive lineman and how important is setting the edge. And like this isn't an all 22 breakdown. But Lamar is one of those guys that I find so funny, and, and players talk about it. You know, we asked Tremaine Edmonds yesterday about uh, eye discipline and being doing your 111th. All of that shit is great. <laughs> then you have to tackle him. Like, like yes, you can yeah. be, you can do everything right, and Lamar can still turn you inside out. Like, that's the difference then, like you're talking about with Josh, where he can go through people, stiff arm, all those things. Lamar can make you miss in a phone booth like that. That is yeah. how dynamic he is. And it's so funny when they're like, you got to be disciplined. And I'm sitting there and, and I think it was Matt Milano a few years ago in the playoff game. And it's like, yeah, like you just have to tackle him. Like, but that's so much easier said than done is to be like, you can be in the right place, make all the right reads, cut Lamar off. Yeah. And you're still screwed because yeah. that is how good he is. Yeah. No, I mean, I think his, it's yep. true. And his weapons this year are different a little bit. They didn't go get, you know, they, they lost Hollywood Brown and traded they him. Did, yeah. And they, you know, he wanted to go like whatever. Uh, he loves going to the tight end and Mark Andrews makes plays. I mean, he just does. They, yeah. 
they don't care if you're covering. If you saw the, um, it was the New England game last, yeah, week. last week. He just went up and reached over and caught the ball. He does not worry about throwing a contested ball to that giant and him making a play. And then he's got these other guys who, who can get to get down the field. I mean, uh, Duvernay, I think mm -hmm. he's thrown to him eight times. He's caught every ball. He's run a kickoff back for a touchdown. He's got yeah. speed. Um, and, and again, Lamar, because of everything, all the attention that goes to him, he can, he can make those plays. I don't think his weapons match up to the bills in, in that case and in the passing game, but he's made it work. And he did this a few years ago when he was the MVP of the league. I mean, yeah. he made the throws. So, Dangerous is the word I'd use all the time. That's, that's an interesting dynamic too, because Mike talks about like the weapons and like, yeah, Mark Andrews is a top five tight end in the NFL, but I think that's what this is going to come off as a slight to Josh. And it's not to that. It's more of a compliment to Lamar. I think Lamar makes more with less like, and, and that's why at times Baltimore's offense seems a little gimmicky, but they don't have a true number one wide receiver. Now they've got some decent tight ends and they do that. You know, two years ago, they had the, all three running backs ran for over 800 yards. Like, but they don't have a digs. They don't have a Justin Jefferson. They don't have a, a Jalen Waddle. Like that's, what's impressive for what Lamar does, because it seems like at times, instead of an organization like the bills have done and Brandon Bean, where they have given Josh weapons, it seems like Baltimore takes them away and goes, hey, Lamar, go do it again. Yeah, but what they have done, Jenna, is they have bought into Lamar, even though they haven't done it with their money yet, at least yeah. not enough, because Greg Roman is the offensive coordinator. He was with the Bills before. Uh, and they run things to accentuate what Lamar does. But I got to tell you, I was watching your boy Dan Orlovsky breaking down some of what they do on the offense, and he was talking about how they've added more movement, more things where they put the three tight ends in the game. And then all of a sudden it's Lamar getting the ball out quickly mm -hmm. uh, at different times. And they've added some of those things because he's gotten better at his progressions. Yep. And, you know, yep. when everybody talks about guys getting better, it's funny how we, we just want to judge. We want to judge. We want to judge early. And these guys can get better and they can learn and they see things more. And I think he's seeing the field a lot better. I think cool. he is. And I think that's something that you can open up the playbook so much more when you mm -hmm. are able to evolve and continue and be a threat in the passing game and all those things that Lamar has worked so hard to do. Um, I, I have a question for you guys because we've heard the narrative talked about, like, is does is is it all on Josh Allen for this Bills team? Like, I feel like a lot of people have been talking about, you know, when games go wrong, it's all on Allen's shoulders, like all this stuff. But you make the point, Dan, about it being Lamar and him having to do more with less. Like, is that just the expectations of of a, a, the guy when you talk about quarterback? Yeah, and Lamar has also won an MVP. Like he has, he's yeah. accomplished that. And so, it, it's funny you you say that that like when everything when they don't win, it's like, well, Josh didn't make enough plays. It's like hey, that's kind of the life of a quarterback. And guess what? When when he does make all the plays, he gets all the spotlight. And last year, Lamar was nicked up, injured. I think he said COVID like two or three times. He <laughs> talked about how he struggled with that. Yeah. Um, 
and it's like, oh, the Ravens aren't that good. It's like they ended the season with like six straight losses. Like they were a banged up football team. They're still technically without their all pro left tackle who we don't know when Stanley's going to come back. Could be this week, but there's just a lot of things. And yeah, to your point, I, I think it it's, it's the life of the quarterback. Josh is expected to do a lot. Lamar's expected to do a lot. And Mike, to your point, were you talking about how Lamar has gotten so much better at, at his reads and reading defenses and his progressions? I saw Josh on Sunday in Miami looking like Peyton Manning at the line of scrimmage, the amount of times he was checking into plays. It, it was that's something again that we never saw. And that was without Mitch Moore. So Josh was doing a whole lot more identifying protection as well as reading safety. So it was again, I, I feel like we've spent the first 10 minutes of this pod talking about Lamar and rightfully so, but some, you know, I think just coming off the loss, maybe we're not as high on Allen. No. I, well, it, I don't yeah. think we're not as high on Allen. I just think there is the critique of like the tip for the bills to win. Allen has to do has to be superhuman. And like, is that sustainable? Is that what the bills need? Like, that's the critique that I've heard. And I think there's like with everything, there's a bit of truth in that of like, there are plays that Allen missed on that we're not mm -hmm. used to seeing yeah. that fourth down to Isaiah McKenzie for a touchdown, but things like that where, and, you know, we're going to talk about the, you know, in close games, a record 0-7 and, and and what that means for a team in terms of one score game. Yeah, I, I don't think he has to be superhuman. I, he just at times plays that way. First of all, it was superhuman for him to make it through 63 passes and eight runs when everybody else is dropping and he stayed on the field. But it impacted him, no doubt. Plus, banging his hand impacted him. And there was a few plays I'm sure he would like back. But he has help. Diggs is really good. Gabe Davis, when healthy, is really good. Knox can be effective, and I think they'll try to get him the ball a little bit more. And they got a really good defense that's yeah. banged up. So they're a better all-around team than the Ravens, there's no doubt. And there's a reason why Lamar has to do more. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not I, – I think Josh has the game this week, as long as the weather isn't crazy again because we've had yeah. super hot and ridiculously hot, and now it's supposed to be raining – I think he has the game this week that puts him back up there as the top guy for the MVP. I think he's angry at how it went on Sunday. And it does fall. I mean, there were times it did fall on him. And if he yeah. made one more play, they would have won the game. But not one bit of that game has should change the narrative on Josh Allen. He's, Mike, I think right now he's still the best quarterback in the league. Mike, we were in the locker room after the game and – he was just in his locker for 25 minutes after yeah. the after he spoke at the podium and like Brandon Bean had to go up to him. And, and I'm not saying Josh was inconsolable. That's not what I'm saying, but he was pretty pissed, pretty yep. down. Like, yep. and, and, and we've seen this before with Josh where losing really hurts him. Like, like you can see yeah. it on his face after games, you know, whether it's like said, we talked about Ken Dorsey in our post-practice blog yesterday, but like you see like Josh's frustration of slamming his helmet down after the game. Like you're, I, I'm with you, Mike. I, I think these ones give Allen just that little extra juice to go into Baltimore against playing a uh, playing against another MVP caliber quarterback that he really loves and respects as well. I, I think too, the loss always refocuses you. And he talked about that at media day on Wednesday of just, you know, it's not going to be perfect, but we need to be better in situational football. Like we need to be better at the end of the half. We can't leave points out there 
And that's something that he's like, I'm, I'm glad the loss happened in week three and not later on in the season. Yeah. But I think there's always that, you know, everything's so much better when you win. It's so easy to be like, Oh, we should clean this up. But like, we got the win, you know? Yeah. And then when you lose and you see how much it just, it does, Dan, it affects Alan. Like he, you can tell by his attitude, by his body language, like it means a lot to him um, as, as well as the other players on this team. But going into Sunday's game, I mean, the Bills do have an advantage, and I know this Buffalo team is obviously beaten up, but damn, when you look at the secondary of this Ravens team, like there not is good. definitely an opportunity for sure. Yeah, they're not good. Um, <laughs> even I was watching more, you know, Brian Baldinger was breaking down um, Miami's safety. Javon, uh, it wasn't how, what was it? Holland? Yes. He was, he was incredible. Like the Ravens are down two corners already, one of their safeties, like they are a, they, they know what the bills are going through in their secondary. Cause they are banged up as well. And they let Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill just run past them when they were trying to play prevent defense and they still gave Is that up. bad. <laughs> it's not great, Bob. It's not great. And, uh, See, I'm like, I, I like this matchup as long as it's not a monsoon. I think Josh Allen can have another strong game throwing the football like he did last week. Okay. Concerns with the weather. Yeah. If it's monsooning and you need to maybe not pass the ball as much because. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but here's what I'm going to tell you. When it's that monsoon kind of thing, then it's not even a real game. I, I think it's almost like... It still counts on the games, record the same, though. <laughs> well, it's almost like those kind of games when the snow is so heavy that it's like, you know, or when the wind was so bad. I hope we don't have that because I don't yeah. want to get cheated out of a, you know, Lamar Allen real game and you have a monsoon. I mean, obviously, everybody's thinking about the people going through all that mess down in Tampa and coming up, but that weather, at least the rain portion of it is supposed to hit in the, you know, the corridor, the Eastern corridor there and Baltimore is supposed to get rain. I hope we don't get that because then basically all bets are off. Then it becomes like a different football game. Yeah. Uh, Josh started his Bill's career in the rain in Baltimore. Of course yes, he did. Well, Nate, it didn't, Nate yeah. had spotted him a 30 point deficit, I believe by the time he came in. But uh, that was when he got his uh, his debut in the NFL, and then he's been the starter ever since. But um, that can change things. But look, you talk about the advantage. You know, Baltimore doesn't get a pass rush either. They're just such a different team. Used to think Ravens and defense, and they have yeah. some names and some guys, but they just right so far they haven't gotten to the quarterback. They've given up big plays. And I did a, a piece on here with Sean Stepner in Baltimore, and he said if Bills fans want to feel better, turn on that game watch the fourth quarter and watch that secondary just comically get lit up by that Tua and yeah. way, and obviously um, Waddle and Hill, but they don't get to the quarterback either. And last week, Josh got a lot of pressure and you can give did. me all the numbers, but it kind of threw off their offense, even though he made plays against the blitz, it threw off a lot of what they wanted to do. So it's still big advantage bills. And unless it's really bad, they're going to put up points against this Ravens team. It does scare me, though, how beat up the Bills defense is. Or just in general. Like, this Bills team, I get it. I get what you're saying, all of these things. I think the Bills are the better team. I'm going to pick them to win. But I just, 
we talk so much about adversity and what it looks like. And this is just a, a new, like you never know what adversity is going to be obviously until it rears its ugly head. But this is just something that is so unexpected and also just so impactful when you talk about the players on the team and, and what this team has had to do. Yeah. Um, you've heard me use this all the time. Yeah. I say it's reasons, not excuses. Because every Dolphins oh, yeah. fan was like, oh, Bills, man. I'm not making excuses for the Bills. They lost the game. The record goes to the Dolphins. They won. Good for them. The reasons the Bills were, well, they made big mistakes, too, in Miami. Yeah. They could have still won the game with all that. But, you know, third stringers on the offensive line, uh, secondary filled with rookies and, you know, guys from the practice squad. Like, that, that was the reality of what they were playing with. And they still should have won the game. So there were reasons. Now, this week, we'll see how it trends. But it would be nice to get Ed Oliver and Jordan Poyer back on the field. Yeah. Uh, it looks like, you know, Jordan Phillips, who they miss, looks like he's a few weeks away. Yeah. You know? And now, Xavier's there, right? So they've, they've got a new corner who I think is going to play. I think he's definitely going to, I think they're going to bring him off the uh, roads. I think they're going to bring him off the practice squad because they can activate guys. And I think he's going to play, which should tell you where they are because the guy's coming off the street and he's going to play in the game. But I do think in Mitch Morris, Jenna, you said it. I think Mitch Morris is a huge key for them to get back on the field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is that guy that kind of steadies the ship and with, Jenna, what'd you call him yesterday? I don't remember. Glue guy. Oh, a glue guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the, the center position isn't a sexy position that you want to talk about, but at the same point when he's, he is the guy that helps, you know, steer the ship. Like you said, yeah. calling out protections. I mean, he, Josh knows yeah. him obviously very well, what he's been able to do in terms of the stability aspect, the experience, all that. Yep. And especially when you have backups to backups in other positions. It's not like yeah. the regular five is out there with the center and you go, okay, this is the thing, but these guys have been together. Yeah. Last week was not that case. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we'll see like Spencer Brown, like I know the heat was terrible, but like, yeah, he's got to be better for them. Well, and Dion got to be better in that spot. And Dion with the illness, like, yeah, that I'm like, how would that? But we'll see. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to wait and see. All right. Let's talk about the uh, 0 and 7 in close in single um, score games because uh, that is a narrative. I remember I was asked this on the radio show a little bit ago. Like, is that going to follow around the bills? And I'm like, well, that's how narratives work. <laughs> because until you, until you buck the trend, it's going to be talked about. So Dan, I mean, those numbers are real. Yeah. And that is something that the bills have been dynamic and awesome in their blowout wins, but how do they turn the tide in terms of that? Because you're going to get in close games and you got to find a way to win. Well, I think it goes back to what Josh Allen said, where he said, you know, we have to situational execution. And I think that is what is <clears throat> a little worrisome, whether we want to go back to Kansas city or whether we want to go back in these games where it's like, you have these moments that maybe not even, I'm not even talking about end of the game moments. Like I'm talking about the end of the first half yeah. in Miami. Like that's three points you left off the board. Um, Things like that where they are not 
able to get that monkey off their back and feel confident in those situations worries me. And obviously, as the more we ask him about it, the more the narrative grows. And then we have this game in Miami where one drive, one bounce, one break goes their way, and we're we're not having this conversation anymore. Mm-hmm. But none of those happened, yeah. and they lost again. Jenna, I'm I'm a little surprised. People that I respect go right to the numbers. And they say, well, if you go over the past two years, three years, whatever it is, Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, they've been good in the one score games. I get that. But I look at these games and what's worrisome to me is there's been failures at all levels. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee last year was a tight game on the road. That was a good, tough team. They weren't great, but they were good. They were tough. They're much better than they are this year. Right. And the defense really fell apart in the second half. Then they had an issue on that last drive where when Dion missed the block, Josh slipped, whatever it is, they didn't convert uh, when they had a chance. So, okay, that's one you say. Kansas City, without question, the defense lost the game for them. And the coaching staff lost the game for them. Big moments, making big decisions. So it's easy to say, yeah, you go back over three years. Yeah, I get that part. But like, in these games, in the NFL, what the Bills do with 20 straight wins, 10 points or more, that doesn't happen. Most of these games end up getting closer, and certainly in the playoffs, they get closer. So it's not Josh Allen, but Josh has had moments. Yeah. I mean, I trust Josh Allen. When you saw what he did in Kansas City last year, you tell me that guy can't play in a big moment. I yeah. mean, he was no. phenomenal, as good as you'll ever see. But again, he needs help, and it's got to be where somebody does that. And I, I'm sorry, you can't dismiss that it's seven in a row. And when it gets tight, they don't make the extra play. And that's against bad teams like Jacksonville, great teams like Kansas City, teams they're more equal with, would say like the Titans a year ago. They just didn't They just didn't do it. And the New England game is an aberration, that one they lost at home because of all yeah. the craziness. But they didn't win that one either. So I, I don't want to make, I don't think it's the biggest thing in the world. But I don't like the dismissing of it with numbers to say, well, you won all these games. Yeah, it's great to win all these games by double digits. But you got to win the close ones. Yeah, I think I'm always fascinated, too, because I think you, you use the word worrisome, which I think is the perfect way to start yeah. like to sum it up, because while I don't think it can derail things, I'm also like that is concerning. And there is the data to back that up. But I have a monkey on their back. Yeah. And like, I just more so Stefan Diggs was talking this week at media day about like, it comes down to the details of execution and all these things. And I'm like, that totally makes sense. But how do you execute better in those scenarios? Because it seems like these little things snowball in a game. And you kind of saw that in Miami of how do you turn, turn things around in terms of that? Because how do you make better decisions and execute better when you've struggled to to yeah. do that in those moments? Jenna, uh, you know, it, it's different. It's a different <laughs> sport, but it, you know, we always make like golf comparisons and all, but I'll yeah. say, how about basketball comparisons? How about when you're running up and down the court up by 10, swing the ball around guys, making a three, everything yeah. seems to be great. But when you get to the point in the game where it's a one possession game and you got to execute what you're doing on offense, very doing their job. And the guy's got to knock down the shot or make the foul shot, or get the stop. And it's not about 30 plays in the game. It's really, you're either going to win or lose based on that. And again, I 
I, I'm concerned a little bit about decision making. Like I like the aggressive Sean McDermott offensively, yeah. but he's made some bad decisions or at least team wise, they've made some like in Kansas city. And then I love what Josh does, but he threw it into the ground when you had a chance to win the game Sunday. You just, he, that's an execution, physical execution of a guy was open yeah. and then defensively. So we've seen it that way. So again, I don't want anybody commenting here and saying, I'm saying this, this is the disaster and they can win. Go beat Baltimore by 30. Great. Go ahead. But I don't know. It's the NFL, man. You got to win the close ones to win the Super Bowl. That's the way I look at it. I think I, it's the mentality thing. I mean, and, 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 I'm, and I, I mean in the sense of when I play hockey and he'd be a big game or something like that, they would tell you, like, don't grip your stick too hard. Yeah. Like, don't, yeah. In golf, like, you're over the ball, like, no matter if it's the 18th hole or the first tee, like, it's the same. That is 1,000% easier said than done. That's why some people take the last shot in basketball and some people don't. But <laughs> it's the same sense of, you know, don't grip the baseball too tight and, you know, go, go all Chuck Knobloch. Like, until right. you do it, until you win these games, I feel like that monster and that monkey on your back gets a little bigger. So while they will say, like, it's execution and all those things – at some point it's a mindset thing that they just have to get over. And it only happens from success. Like we talk about how you learn from failure there. You learn from success that you've done it once and go, I got it. And you've seen other teams too, whether it's a hockey team on a power play where you just know that they have a great power play. And you're like, well, they're going to score here. Like, like there's just no doubt. Now they don't, always score, but you just have that thought of the, it's the third period of the Stanley cup final. And this team has a great power play. They're probably going to score. They have that confidence right now. The bills, for whatever reason in those fourth quarters, in those close games, don't seem to have as much as they do on the opening drive. Yeah. It's funny. I watched the game back last night and it was like the football gods were like, no, no, here's another opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the butt punch. Like, no, no, no. You can get the ball back. Yeah. again. I, Matt Milano wins the game. If he catches the ball. <sighs> That will haunt him. He should have oh, two, no. if not three pick sixes in yeah, this season. Wild to say. Um, okay, so the last thing on the close game thing. I just going to get a number from you guys. I said worrisome. One to ten, worrisome. What number of that overall for this team? My number is six. It's a thing. It's not panicking because they can go out and blow anybody out. But it's hard to blow everybody out. And the games are going to get tight. I got it at about a six. I... Not that I just want to see them lose, end a streak here. This is not ending the drought. Yeah, I want to see them do. I want to see them be that team that you know in a close game, they got a better chance than not of winning. I got it at six. I would say it's about a five or six. Also, because they, I feel like they have so many new guys into the lineup. Like this team does look kind of different than it did a year ago, and. It's more so just for the confidence of those newer guys out there, but also for Allen and Diggs and all those players. But I just feel like it's it's week four. We're going into week four. Um, I'm not like, wow, stop the presses. It's panic. Can you believe this? It's like, all right, I, I want to give them more of an opportunity to win a win one score game. But like how narratives work, it's going to hang around and it's going to stick around and it's going to get loud if it gets worse. Six point seven. Mike took wow. my pick, so I'm going to go yeah. inching towards a seven. 
And by the way, I'm not I'm not big on the whole number. It like if they're up by um three points late in the game and they get a pick six to seal it and win by 10, still counts. That's a close win yeah. for me. Right. Yep. And I'm also not the guy that they're up by whatever and the team scores late. And you're like, okay, they want a close game because they got it to four points, yeah. but you you had the game one. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm not just strictly on the numbers. You know it when you're in it. When it's yeah. that game and you know you that feel was it. the game we saw Sunday. So that game was yeah. so gross. Yep. Yep. It was weird at the end of that game that Tua and was like consoling Josh Allen. Did Josh, anyone else? Josh was exhausted. I know, I know, I know. But it was just like visually, I was like, that's kind of it, it was like, oh, yeah, it's a meme, right? Thank you for letting that's, me win one. Yeah. And not thank you yeah. so much. I appreciate it. Well, like, I remember least... when Josh, I'll never forget the picture I have of Josh shaking Tom Brady's hand after the loss. And Josh couldn't be rolling his eyes any harder after losing. And like here you have this case where everybody's like, look at Tua. What what great warriors? It's like Tua played half of the game that Josh played. Not yeah. that's actually not fair to Josh. Tua played a fifth of the game that Allen played, and he's consoling him because Josh can't breathe because Tua spent that second half of the game on the sidelines. Hey, Jenna, yeah. that hug from Tua is the less personal connection between the Dolphins players and Josh during the game. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what are they doing? Seriously, know. Dolphins. Did anybody get fined for the Dolphins for that? I mean, I tackle know. the guy, but seriously, you know, no wonder Josh ripped the guy's helmet off, even though it was dumb. <sighs> Strange. Wow. Uh, Christian Wilkins uh, has done that several times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of his thing <laughs> yeah that's okay. a yeah it's, it's quite a thing to be known for yeah exactly oh i'm excited when the bills will host them later on this season yeah okay i'm gonna call my shot we're recording this thursday early say, afternoon they lose tonight they lose tonight to the Bengals. yeah and they their schedule's relatively yeah. easy going forward that's that's a tough comeback for them if the bills were playing yeah. tonight you'd be like okay yeah tough comeback on the road um, I yep. think they lose, but somebody's going to be, you know, see, reading, seeing this in three days going, that idiot thought what the Bengals, idiot. Bengals would win. Yeah. You're so stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, it's crazy when you know the outcome of something. How That's right. It, ch it might change things. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us for Mike and Dan. I am Jenna. Comment on how you feel emotionally heading into Sunday. Yeah, we want like to know that. where your head's at getting ready for this uh, Ravens game down in Baltimore uh, in week four, which is crazy. Week yep. four. We're already here. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Again, please be sure to like, comment how you're feeling ahead of Sunday's game, what you think for this Bills game. And then, as always, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel because we enjoy all the subscribers going up. It's really cool to see, and we always appreciate it so much. So thank you so much for joining us. Again, for Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. We'll catch you next time here on the Buffalo Plus podcast presented by Connors and Ferris.